A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And um, this is crazy because we're finally getting into like a full album. It's it's a new era. Mm-hmm. We're like unpacking it all song by song, except today we realized we haven't even had a chance to cover the music video we got. Love that. <laughs> because we've had so much going on. So much we going needed, on. I needed a you know, relax from my whirlwind release week, and then mm-hmm. we needed to dive into that with mm-hmm. Kelly, and then we also did P.S. You're Wrong, mm-hmm. that episode where we went through every single track, so yes. we haven't, it seems like we haven't done a lot with the album, but we have. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've done a lot. I mean, and it's not our fault that Taylor Swift has gone absolutely bonkers this last week, and there's just so much content there's so much like I (laughs) don't even know if we're gonna dive into everything like there's content like not even that she's done like she had a stalker who broke into her her Rhode Island house again took his shoes off (laughs) I I think someone said it who's a very nice yeah intruder of course course. yeah super polite we love those ones so we have those things that like are bombarding us and then we have Mm -hmm. Taylor who's trying to get to us too Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you every single night and then like two or three times in the middle of the night I wake up with different songs different (laughs) lyrics from lover in my head and it's like she's like she's I don't know what she did but she's brainwashing me mark on me I know and it's like we've had a full week and the numbers have come out and everyone's like I don't know it's like it's crazy the record she's broken the numbers she's pushing in today's world but people are still maybe a little upset because we didn't pass that one million mark didn't we didn't. I was just... Don't all those, all those deluxe albums you bought weren't enough, Ashley. And not, I only bought four. <laughs> I only bought four. But I also, because I didn't know what the rumor was true, I, Lance, my husband, rolled his eyes, individually swiped and took out <laughs> one per album. Yeah, true fan, true fan. I'm proud of you. So she ended up with a, an equivalent of... 867,000 sales within mm-hmm. the first week. But that also is including the streams and the actual album sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And largest, and the good thing is, she's still breaking records. Mm-hmm. This is the largest sale since Reputation oh, ever so, from yeah. any, like any artist. <laughs> the last one to, to right. get this big if not bigger, was Reputation mm-hmm. with 1,200... Oh, not 1,200, you guys. A million, 216,000 yeah. cells. Yeah. And, and that was a huge album because she didn't um, put it on streaming for like a week. Yeah. She, so if smart. you wanted to listen to it, you had to buy the album. And people complained and complained yeah. and complained. <laughs> and I think she was also trying to make more of a, a stance because she was coming right. back after three years mm-hmm. and people were like oh my gosh what's going on I need to listen to this mm-hmm. I need to listen to this people still need to listen to this but I don't feel like they're as rushed because they can stream right. it um we know what's been going on in her life this isn't the only way to see mm-hmm. what's been going on in Taylor's life right yeah and she just feels so much more chill this era so I don't even think she cares about like yeah. breaking that million she's not she's trying so to happy. get that that a plus in right school. <laughs> yeah Taylor. this is freshman year versus senior year right yeah. here yeah but i mean this is still a huge record launch like some of the craziest stats are 
it has sold more than the on the Billboard 200. Mm-hmm. So it sold more than all 199 albums combined twice over. Combined. That yeah. means <laughs> out of 199 people, you count up how many individual album yes. sales those people have. I think it comes out to be like 300,000, uh, 361,000 copies. Right. And that's 199 artists only sold that many because everyone's mm-hmm. streaming nowadays. Right. So they probably still, they obviously have high oh, streams yeah. because they're on this top 200 list. But when it comes to physical sales, Taylor's She's crushing it. And we know why. Because <laughs> we're crazy. <laughs> we're crazy for albums. And then she also, I wonder if me, does me... No, okay. but all of her merch came with an album, which people needed to, um, they needed to redeem it. No, right? that no. was proven to be a crazy uh, pipe theory too. Cause I didn't redeem any of them. <gasps> well, I would have had to cancel you if that but didn't turn out to be Individually true. scanned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made up for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, this is like a huge release for her she's so proud of it she Mm -hmm. loves it she's been so enthusiastic on tumblr on twitter liking things about these sort of momentous um points she's reached and Mm -hmm. i i mean right now rolling stone has five of her new songs in their top 10 so that's half of the top 10 of their list and all 18 tracks are on their top um 100 billboard yep yeah and so it's like, and that's breaking the record for the most simultaneous entries for a female artist. That's including me? Yeah. <laughs> oh Everyone God. had to re-listen to me to see and if she really took out that. Spelling is fun. It's nice to have a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know, my husband actually, he likes that. It's like top five for him. Yeah. It's a great song. It's grown on Matt. me. <laughs> From P.S. You're Wrong. Yeah, we had some thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been, I mean, it's crazy to realize that it's been, I guess, two weeks now since Lover came out. I mean, two weeks. Two weeks, though, it's and been gone like, in a flash. Feels like it's been two seconds, 20 <laughs> years, it just keeps on going on and on. When yeah. you said two weeks, I was like, no, I felt like we've had this album much mm-hmm. longer, but then I realized I still haven't memorized all oh, the lyrics. I, yeah. <laughs> I had, like, a dance party last night, and I was just like... London boy, you know, I was just like, (laughs) why wasn't I invited to this dance party? Oh, it was a solo dance party. It was a party for one. (laughs) Okay. It was me in the kitchen while Rob just stared at me from the couch and he was like, okay. (laughs) I love that. I I didn't mean to make me sound cooler than I am. But that makes you sound like even more cooler because that's something Taylor Swift would do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's my inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, we haven't even gotten to talk really about the way the general public critics have embraced Lover. I know. I wanted to try and fit this in our last episode, but release week was just so oh, was, yeah. so packed and so full. Yeah. So, I think everyone loved Lover. Mm-hmm. Do you think everyone loved Lover? Oh, I mean, it's irresistible. It's definitely been like... I'm getting, like, flashbacks to the 1989 release, and, like, everyone was pro-Taylor, and there mm-hmm. was so many glowing, like, reviews, not only about her music, obviously, but, like, the things she was saying and doing, and so it feels sort of like a return mm-hmm. to that in, like, mm-hmm. a really good way, and obviously there's some outliers, but for the most part, it's been a very well-received, um, received 
album and I think on Metacritic I don't remember the exact number it's at now but in its first few days it was at like 85% and or 85 was the score and so it was like everyone was giving it great reviews yeah. it's like constantly getting headlines for her best album her most important album so it's great and like Taylor and Taylor Fashion like last era she also like shared yeah. all of the reviews on her Instagram which was fun because we saw people, you know, Rob Sheffield, who we love, Lover is a career-topping masterpiece, mm-hmm. and um, Rolling Stones, another article said her epic seventh album is all big moods, dreamy 80s throwbacks, and evolutionary freedom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the old Taylor is back. It's all these really great ones, people calling her album mature and her most fun, mm-hmm. you know, all in one. And it's kind of like, what happened to rep? Because it just, yeah. you know, everyone's kind of ignoring rep. Yeah. I still like it. <laughs> but, but we have to love haters because the haters are going to hate. The independent, <laughs> um, as we saw on Taylor's Instagram, had called yeah. this a brilliant album. Yeah, she like pulled that quote and put it in the middle of her last, um, her last slide of reviews. Mm-hmm. But Amy Pollard, who wrote that article, she I think she retweeted and she was like, close enough. <laughs> it was really, this. there's a brilliant album among the 18 songs. If only it had been pruned a little. I love it. A little. Taylor pruned the quote. She yeah. pruned it. She pruned it. And then we also love Jezebel. Oh. Jezebel said it was a mixed bag. Um, the author, she's a Taylor Swift fan. So when you're reading through it, she's like, people are going to think I'm not a Taylor fan, but I am. She's just giving her like heart, her like heartfelt Honest, opinion. Yeah, and yeah. she said she really loved um, Cornelia Street, Miss Americana, Heartbreak Prince, Death by a Thousand Cuts, and you'll get better. And then she was just saying that like once it hits, I think after track 14, it just sounded like right. music we've already heard before. Like I think he knows um, London Boy, Cruel Summer all sound like Getaway Car. And it just, she kept on like <laughs> kind of saying that just be like it needed what? hedging. But then I was like, when you think of other artists, like Adele, yeah. I yeah. love Adele, but her albums, the way she sings, the way she performs, um, they all kind of sound like Adele. Right. And it's like when Taylor tries to flex a new muscle, like ready for it, where she gets sort of rappy, people are like, stay in your lane, Mm -hmm. which is maybe a fair complaint with that song. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's like, what do you want? You want a mixed bag of songs because then you have Red, which was quote unquote, not sonically cohesive. Mm -hmm. And so people were like, "Mm, you need to pick a side country or pop. And so it's just sort of like, you can't win it all. Yep. But... I have been thinking a lot about this, because on PSE Wrong, um, Matt made a similar point, which was that it was too long of an album. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, because I'm like, oh, I love all of these songs, but I do sometimes, like, feel like it is a very long album. What if she would have put those in bonus tracks? Right. I feel like all the songs belong on the album, but do Uh. they... Like, I could have really... So, my favorite song... And everyone knows my favorite song is Wonderland (laughs) from 1989. That's a bonus track. Right. That's... In my mind, that should have been on the actual album, but that's my favorite... Like, one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, And then we have It's Nice to Have a Friend. Totally Mm -hmm. different sounding. Kind of reminds me of, like, um, Come Back, Be Here. Mm -hmm. You know, just totally different sounding the whole album. That would have been a bonus track. Right. Probably. Because it's her shortest song, and it's different sounding than any other song on the album. I know, it seemed almost like she was just so excited to make music again, and Mm -hmm. she was, like, so excited to revisit that sound without having to go so full camp and satire with rep 
that she was just like creating so many good songs and she'd been stifled for so long that it makes sense that there were a lot of great songs in a mixed bag. And so I think maybe she just got really stoked about it, but on the risk of being controversial. Yes, please. If you had to cut three songs from the album. <laughs> three songs from the album. Yeah. I have to look at my songs <laughs> because I cannot believe you just put this gun to my head. I, know. I feel like this is going to be I'm It's gonna be tough drug. because it's like I'm like, drug. "Oh yeah, like I bet I bet like yeah, if there had been three less songs, I wouldn't have cared. Like, it still would have felt like a full album. There's so many great songs, it just would have felt so strong. But when you look at the track list, you're sort of like, well, what do I sacrifice, you yeah. know? Aside yeah. from me, which is obviously gone. <laughs> yeah, so me would be cut, definitely. <laughs> yeah. um, I would say, gosh, this is so hard. <laughs> um I false god. Yeah, I false could god do would be that. would be cut, <laughs> and maybe ooh the archer. I don't know. I like the I archer. Know. That's why I'm like I'm. I skip the archer a lot because <laughs> I already know it. So that's why it's. I would say me false god, and uh, if we want to be like cohesive, so, mm-hmm. I don't know the mm-hmm. word whatever sonically, sonically cohesive. cohesive. Yeah. It's nice to have a friend would be cut. Mm-hmm. So it would be, it's nice to have a friend, false god, and me. Yeah. But I love, love, yeah. it's nice to have a friend. I would cut me for sure. Hasta la vista. Don't care. Baby. <laughs> but I think I would also end up cutting, and this hurts my heart to say it, mm-hmm. but I think I would cut London Boy. No. Not because it's not a bop, but because I feel like she already has so many bops on it that it's like... Like you were saying, oh, it's nice to have a friend sounds different. Get rid of it. Whereas my instinct would be like, keep those like false God and Mm -hmm. it's nice to have a friend in there because it shows range and interesting emotions. It does. But when you think of Grammy winning albums, (laughs) Red didn't get that. And you wonder if you pruned Red a little bit from like the different, because it wasn't cohesive, would it have got, I'm I'm thinking more of what will, what will just but maybe it's like because it's like maybe Jezebel is right like maybe all like I forgot that you you existed I think he knows London boy they all have that boppy like yeah energy that it can sort of bleed together in your mind I don't know I mean this is probably the conversation Republic Records had and they couldn't decide so they left them all on well (laughs) what probably happened was Taylor was like no I want all of these songs on here because she has a lot of control over there and I think she part of it was like she knows that she wanted she wanted every single one of these mm-hmm, messages mm-hmm. to come out. Right. I like the album. Oh yeah, yeah. Love the album. Do not say <laughs> that we hate the songs we just listed. Ashley's hyperventilating. Damn, I, I don't want to be canceled. <laughs> We're canceled. It's over. Ah. No, I mean what's interesting about this album is all these major sites have come out with their rankings, you know, Rolling Stones and I, I don't know, Variety and whatever else. None of them have the same top. None of them have the same bottom. Like, it's like everyone's reacting to this differently. And I think that's an ongoing discourse on Twitter, too, is like, oh, like, where are my Dan, where are my Death by a Thousand Cuts stands? And then some people are like, hate it, love it. And it's just like, there's no, there's no solid, like, favorite. And that's amazing. (laughs) If she doesn't want album of the year... I we riot at dawn. We'll cry. Yeah. Yes, we riot. We will. But I mean, she's definitely been excited about this, oh, and yeah. um, 
She took to Instagram to thank us all for such a lovely first week. I know. But she also did a couple of interviews, which I think we should mention because they were so rich and um, interesting to Um, me. She gave us a little bit, which was fun. Yeah. (laughs) I I love this Taylor. She's back. We're getting more of her candid uh, feelings and responses. (laughs) Yeah. Scooter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So she was on, she did her first sit down interview since 1989, I think, and um, she was on Sunday morning, and they just sort of did, like, a quick, you know, touch a little bit here and there, and um, this is where she talked about tour a little bit and how she doesn't always plan that far in advance. Right now, she's looking six months in advance, and Um, who knows what that means. (laughs) Watching a few Lauren Lippman videos, because it just popped up my YouTube, I think, I don't know how many months ago... It was the Super Bowl was promoing 2020 uh-huh. um, Super Bowl. Right. And in the middle of the clip was a, a lovely clip of, of Taylor from Rep turning her back around. And Lauren said that to use any, any it was from the Netflix video, to use right. anything like that, you have to have like permission. permission. Mm-hmm. So people are speculating that... Six months from, uh, I know I said last last <laughs> time it was going to be a lover, uh-huh, kicks off everything, uh-huh. but people think, especially Lauren, that she's actually going to be in the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, and I then mean, afterwards it makes sense. announce her album because a lot right. of artists, or her tour, a lot of artists do that. Right. And I, ah, I think that. Start saving now. Yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl tickets. I think that would explain why she hasn't plan tour because she's planning that instead Mm -hmm. and I think she was seen at the NFL like headquarters and she's been obviously paired with them she made us watch the freaking whatever it was (laughs) I think it's been in the work for a long time I think because remember I did Super Saturday Night I feel like and that was before her whole reputation like went to went to hell I think maybe she was going to if all went well because she would have dropped an album that summer. Mm-hmm. I think she would have dropped an album and then mm-hmm. she would have been on Super Bowl like the next year or so. Right. That's what I was thinking. And then she kind of like backed out, went right. dark, and plans just kind of shifted down the lane. Oh, but man. that's me. I have no idea. <laughs> no, I think people are on board with that. Yeah. I think it. It does make sense. It's just random that (laughs) promoing next year's Super Bowl and there's like a second of Taylor. It's like, she's going to be it. Yeah. And I told my husband, um, (laughs) my bonus is going to go to that. That's it's a win-win, right? Yeah. And he loves the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. No. We we like to have Super Bowl parties, (laughs) uh, but it's going to be expensive. That's why I'm hoping Taylor Nation, you choose me to be (laughs) in the crowd. Yeah, she'll be your hype girl. I'll be a hype girl. Because yes. they all do that. You see all those fans in on in the bottom. I don't yeah, care about yeah. the freaking who's playing. The Eagles aren't playing. I don't really she care. She doesn't need a seat in the stands. No. She just wants to be on the ground. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. It's cheap. <laughs> Sorry about that. But she sat down. She said she doesn't plan out right. more than six months. Yeah, yeah. We circled back to that. And then the other thing, obviously, is um, Scooter Braun was brought up. She... Mm-hmm. Made a face that people decided was childish, but it's like, he's also sliding into teenage girls' DMs to, like, plead his case, you know, and to say that he's a good guy, and that, to me, is also very childish, so... You know what? It's fine. She's upset about it, but then she also said the iconic, um, uh, about Scott, she was like, 
I've had endless conversations about Scooter Braun with Scott, and he has 300 million reasons to conveniently forget those conversations, which is just, like, shade. Like, I just love it. it. Yeah. She's throwing it hard. (laughs) Um, And so, anyways, then she was also, she just, like, did this um, profile in The Guardian, which was such a good article. And if you guys haven't read it, I just, like, it was one of my favorite profiles she's ever done. Because she was very, like, it was very much about, like, you know, things that matter, like the politics and the social issues and sort mm-hmm. of her growth and understanding her privilege. And it just like showed like a very mature Taylor, like a very much recognizing her past mistakes, recognizing like what she needs for her mental health. And I just thought, you know, obviously we don't get the same drama that we maybe got with her high profile relationships where she yeah. was you know, either making snarky comments about her exes or with Calvin Harris, she was very open she about it. She was so open about yeah. it. And she was just like, you know, always walking with him here and there. Yes. They were matching. They were <laughs> everywhere together. Photos, Snapchat stories. Like, they were constantly posting about everything. But do you know what's so weird to me, though, is I was still a huge Swifty then. Obviously mm-hmm. huge I kind of, like, didn't give their relationship, like, I didn't stand their relationship. Mm-hmm. I didn't really give it, I was like, oh, yeah, Taters, t- Taters, <laughs> Taylor's dating a new guy. And I didn't think, like, oh, this isn't going to last. Like, I remember having conversations with a friend being like, oh, do you think they're going to get married? And like, oh, I don't know. So we weren't, like, not taking her seriously, but I just wasn't invested in the relationship. Uh-huh. And now I'm just more interested in the relationship now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so interesting because maybe it's, we don't see a lot of it. Right. But I just didn't get a good vibe off of Calvin. Because <laughs> yeah, he was just he's very so, bro-y. He he yeah, he's very bro I followed him on Snapchat. He was just like annoying <laughs> and it I just made me wonder like I wanted to see how their relationship right. was because I saw him on Snapchat <laughs> and I saw her and her like how she portrays herself on social media and I was like, <laughs> like What, what do they talk about? What yeah. do they talk about? What's going on? Could she even understand <laughs> yeah. what he's saying? Yeah. So it was just yeah. interesting that, you know, her high-profile relationships. I know. Because this is still a high-profile relationship. Right, right. But it's not out in the, like, in, like. She's totally no. tight-lipped about it, yeah. Tight-lipped, there's no cameras flashing, and when there are, it's very, like, quick. Mm-hmm. Very quick. Yeah, and so she said something interesting in the Guardian article where she was, like, you know, talking about the 1989 era and how, um how she was she was always posting like these stories and stuff and so people when she wouldn't post about her birthday or like she wouldn't post a birthday message to one of her squad members Mm -hmm. people would be like oh there's a feud like Mm -hmm. taylor swift hates this and she was like she said because we didn't post about it it didn't happen and i realized i had done that i created an Mm -hmm. expectation that everything in my life that happened people would see Mm-hmm. And it was like I do. I loved seeing it so much. <laughs> but we were, but we were there. Remember when she didn't post Happy Birthday to Carly? Yeah. Like at the beginning of the era, we were like, Oh my! We I talked about it. Oh right. my gosh! Does she? Does she not like? Is she not getting along with Carly? Oh, she didn't um, go to her wedding. What's I going know. on? Like, and I'm still in that mindset too. <laughs> but I feel like now she's kind of like repositioned our expectations yeah, for sure. She's like, Yeah, I realized that if I talk about it, people think it's up for discussion, meaning her relationship and her Mm -hmm. personal life. And she's like, our relationship isn't up for discussion. That's just where the boundary is. And it's like, well, I get it and I respect it, but I'm also like, 
I'm also just like, I wish she could just like have this private little bubble where maybe she should develop an app like for Swifties where she like shares just with Swifties. (laughs) That's maybe it could be called the Swift Life. Oh my gosh, that is a million dollar idea, Ashley. We should have named our podcast the Swift Life. (laughs) Yeah, rebranding coming your way. (laughs) Um, But anyways, it was a great article, lots of fun. And then this last week, she was on the BBC radio, Radio One Live. Live Lounge. Yes, the Live Lounge, which was Mm. so fun because she did that with 1989, and this is like a thing artists do where they usually will play like one or two of their songs acoustically and then do a cover. Taylor Swift comes out, I like wake up, and I'm like, oh, look at Twitter, she performed a song. She performed six songs. So many songs. <laughs> and were there fans in the audience? Or was no. it just... Oh, okay. Yeah. Sucks to suck. <laughs> that would have been my invite yeah. right there. Yeah. But she did London Boy. Oh, my gosh. Um, and that's what you want cut. <laughs> I don't want it cut. I'm saying if something had to go, I might strategically... Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but she played London Boy, Lover, The Archer, mm-hmm. and then she did a cover of Phil Collins of Can't Stop Loving You, and then she just <laughs> made all my dreams come true oh and performed Holy Ground It's like she's been piano. listening to our last podcast episode yes. and was like this is for you Shelby thank you so much yes. Taylor I love it I that's your favorite song it's my favorite yeah. song and I think it's such a it's such a good like whenever she takes one of her songs and usually it's a pop song and she strips it down to an acoustic level it just proves how good her songwriting is mm-hmm. how great her lyrics are and how how they can fit totally different like feelings and oh, like yeah. holy ground upbeat is like obviously a sad bop but you are also like yeah, like, I don't know, there's sort of like a, see, you lost this, and I'm fine, and we're just dancing in the street, and like, I'm sad, but I'll get over it. And then on the piano, it's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, how could he? Like, they were holy ground, you know? Yeah. Oh. And I wonder, like, what made her think, let's play holy ground. It was me, obviously. Obviously yeah. you. <laughs> just like, huh. I wonder, like, yeah. what? Right. I think, um... Yeah, it is interesting. I think she's realized her fans that she, they like that one. Yeah. Because um, she has been talking about it a little bit more. And maybe she's just woken up to the fact that it has some of her best lyrics, too. It might be because she's recording all of her old oh, stuff yeah. and she's like, oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shelby's right. But, yeah, exactly. Um, but did you listen to all the songs? Did you listen to the live lounge? Um, pieces. <laughs> Work's been crazy. So, like, what's been posted online, like, little pieces I've listened right. to. Yeah. And everyone was going up in arms about Phil Collins' Can't Stop Loving You. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that song. Yeah. I mean, Phil Collins is really old school. It's funny like Tarzan, she, old yeah. school. For <laughs> yeah. those who remember Tarzan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm old enough to, like, go to the theaters and see Tarzan, y'all. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a beautiful cover. Oh, beautiful cover, but... Yeah. I don't know. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, she did for Phil Collins what she did for um, Earth, Wind, don't and Fire. <laughs> she introduced them to a whole new generation. Uh, less, less uproar over this cover. Oh, so. of course, yeah. And I will say I do like this cover a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I loved London Boy. Did she change any lyrics? 
Not that I, See? not that I know of. Yeah. No 28th night. Yeah. <laughs> But it proved again. She has great vocals, and I'm so excited to hear her re-record her old With albums. Her mature voice mm-hmm. and just like those muscles. Yeah, like can you imagine, dear John, like the power that will have? Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe she won't do that though because she refuses to sing it live. I think I think <gasps> she. I think she's going to. She has. To. She has to. I was thinking, are we going to get? Maybe a longer version of All Too Well. Yeah, the 24-minute version. <laughs> I want the 10-minute version. I do not want the 24-minute version. It's like, yeah, some things need cut down. <laughs> and then, this is way far-fetched. This is how my mind works, because it's never going to happen. But, well, I was like, oh my gosh, these albums can be released, and then maybe by, like, some slight hand of, like, fate, they can win Grammys. And Red yes. can get that Grammy. Random accessories. <laughs> So my random yeah. thought is Red should get, Red should just I know, automatically. I don't, know the rules on that. I, I don't know either. It should automatically just be given like a special because sometimes a makeup Grammy award. Yeah. it should be a special. Yeah, throwback Grammy. <laughs> It'll be the Taylor We're Sorry Grammy. Yeah, <laughs> we were wrong. Yeah, we get it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Definitely. the dream. Um, but we're here to talk about the Lover music video. We are. Yeah, Why? I know. <laughs> We forgot. We got lost in the weeds there. A but this bit. is why people love this. Exactly. Yeah. We Just cover in the room chatting about Taylor and like <laughs> random Max's memories. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, love her the music video. What did you think? Well, I was really tired when I watched it because mm-hmm. right after Good Morning oh, America, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to went to bed and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna wake up at five o'clock. No, I would. I don't know. But I did. Oh I woke gosh. up at four because I like went to bed at ten and then I woke up at four. And I was like a little delirious. Watched the stream and then the music video comes on. And I'm telling you though, my friend was in the hotel room and she was <laughs> talking. And I had to like hush her down. I was she was like commenting, criticizing like first the live stream and then the music video. And I was like, get out of it. <laughs> And she wasn't mad, thank goodness. But I loved it from, like, the moment it started. Mm-hmm. Got chills. Mm-hmm. The PJs that, like, I have for my dogs. <laughs> her child was OMG, wearing. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was, the first thing was when that happened. People, like, sparked that controversy. That, like, is Taylor pregnant? <laughs> Did you see that? Oh. No. People are like, Maybe I've oh muted it on Twitter. No. Taylor and pregnant. But it was it was beautiful. I got chills. I loved that it was a, like a mixed race couple. Uh-huh. Loved it because my parents are mixed race. My dad's Hispanic. My mom's white. And they, like, it's just like, just amazing because my parents did get a lot of hate for that. Like, right. from like all sides. Mm-hmm. She also had her backup dancer. Yeah. Christian in it. Yeah. And then she, like, raves on him about how, like, he's a musician. People are going to be, like, you know, getting in line to sign mm-hmm. him. And I really like this. Yeah. I, again, I like him. I love all her backup dancers. I love her relationship with them. I know. It's so nice. Like, we talked about on our last episode where we were thinking about the Lover mm-hmm. music video and just, like, how she would have a love interest and stuff. And I liked that she went this route because if it had just been, like, a sexy actor, it would have felt weird. Yeah. Yeah. But this was like, oh, like like he's he's cool, like we know him obviously. It's it makes sense that she's sort of keeping it in the family, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Like it's a friend. But if she did go out of the family and did get some like hot actor <laughs> guy, part of me is like, are we is this a double standard? Right. Because 
other male musicians, Justin Timberlake, you have all these other people who bring in, um, you have Ed Sheeran, the man of the hour, (laughs) um, you bring him, like, they all have, like, love interests who aren't their significant others, and people don't give them hate, and, like, yeah, yeah, I don't think people, I I would just, I thought, I was like, wait, I was like, why does it feel weird if Taylor does it, but (laughs) if a male person does it, I don't even think about it. That's true. I wouldn't... I don't think it would have been me like, ew, gross, you're no. such a fake lover, like, where's exactly. your husband? But It would have just been weird. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. It's just a, such a personal, intimate song, you know? It's so intimate. Oh. But um, I definitely liked it, too. I think um, I think it's my favorite of the bunch so oh, far. Of all of them. Of the lover music videos. Me, too. Of the lover music videos. I, out of all of her singles, it's my favorite music video. And you still had your cute little Easter eggs, and you had, like... <laughs> Just it, she kept it very Taylor, and she directed right. it too. Yeah, which is also which I'm love. She's like going in, she's taking the reins, and she's being like, "I'm the man. Yeah. Let's do, let's do this." <laughs> well, plus she was like, she's just like the she comes up with all these concepts. Like it's not some dude who's like, "Here's what we're gonna do for the music video. You're gonna stand in front of the house and look hot." It's like she was like, "Yeah, I have this song on the 1989 album called You Are in Love." Mm-hmm. And she mentions that in that song, there's a line that she's really proud of that says, you two are dancing in a snow globe round Mm -hmm. and round. And she's like, that line inspired the entire concept for this music video. And that's how it starts. It starts with a little girl opening a Christmas package, and it's this snow globe inside of it, and you zoom in, and there's a house. I think it's sweet because it, like, represents her love story with her lover, Mm -hmm. and it's like... And then there's, like, the byproduct mm-hmm. of their love story. Spoiler alert! <laughs> I know, but it's just, like, but th- that's the first thing I thought. When I saw the little girl opening up a snow, snow globe, <sighs> my first thought was, that's their child. I knew it, because we also knew from we previews, from, like, that Christian was in it, and there's this adorable girl, and I was like, <laughs> this is their love child, and I'm all here for it. So no spoiler alert. I yeah. knew from the very beginning. <laughs> Okay, well, should we get into it? Should yeah. we analyze Let's this? Let's analyze this. Let's get into it. I loved it. Okay, so we, we you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> we have this little girl who is opening for Christmas on the Christmas day, uh, which kind of ties into the me music video Easter oh, egg yeah. with the, the, the beginning where they're speaking in French, and there's that Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. This ties into, that's where the Easter egg comes from right and we see this cute girl opening a present it's snow globe and snow globe also if you uh, outside of the um you're you are in love lyrics it symbolizes childhood innocence Mm -hmm. and the happy days which i think is sweet because you know when your parents are always telling you about like how they met how Mm -hmm. they fell in love their stories they're reminiscing on the happy days right and it's just kind of like this sweet little like oh it's so symbolic and she's like bringing it in yeah and it's it opens on this house with seven different rooms and you can kind of see them all and um and they're all different colored rooms, mm-hmm. and there's seven of them. There's <laughs> Taylor, you are obnoxious. There are seven. Yeah. So, exercising yes. our numerology, people started to be like, oh my gosh, does each room represent one of her albums? And this is a theory that she liked on Instagram. She liked on Tumblr. I think she read posted it too and was like you got it with a bunch of easter eggs oh yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and so 
It, that was the plan. That was the intention. This is not Swifties reaching like we're sometimes known to do. This is not <laughs> Ashley in rep era with the 15 Taylors. <laughs> this is facts only. Um, but yeah, so there's a Green Room, which mm-hmm. represents the debut album. There's the or- Yellow Room, orangish but yellow, which mm-hmm. is Fearless. Purple Room, which is Speak Now. Duh. Yeah, because like again, these all sort of like tie into the album covers themselves. Um, and then you have Red Room. Blue Room is Hold 1999. On. Red Room? What's the Red Room represent? Red. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Room is 1989. And then there's this ad- There's a pink room, and that's Lover, obviously. And then up in the attic, there's this black shadowed room that represents rep- reputation. Yeah, it's kind of hidden in the attic, mm-hmm. so you, know, yeah. you hide Easy stuff. Yeah, maybe forget. You yeah. hide it. You hide stuff, and you don't really care about decorating it. Yeah. You just throw things up there. Cover exactly. it with sheets. Yeah, lots going on in there, yeah. but easily forgotten. Um, so yeah, I mean, it sort of is the story of this relationship and kind of the ups and downs and how they came together, mm-hmm. so it follows the song lyrics pretty well. Oh, yeah. Emotionally, and so... You're basically following Taylor and Christian as they go from room to room and different things are happening. So but I thought it was interesting because it does go from room to room. It kind of goes through like subsequent order of like when she released her album because mm-hmm. you first she goes, you see her in her debut album right. color. And, yeah. it's, and we can get into longer, but I, I find it interesting. Yeah, her one, journey. Her journey and one part of the journey that was like skipped in yes. the timeline of albums right so the first scene the first major scene is basically they're in the green room they're setting up a portrait of benjamin justice oh. for olivia and <laughs> meredith but benjamin's the star of the show but i think it's sweet though because when you think about even joe and taylor's right. relationship like they were dating and she's had olivia and meredith like yeah, he's own. like their stepdad. It's like this is exactly. his first real child. And then like the ring home, like they're kind of like raising them, this little boy together. Big boy. Like they've the big, big oh, he's grown. Fat cat. He's yeah. grown so much. So part of me was like, why didn't they have because he's a big boy, why didn't they have Benjamin in a cat pajama looking at this <laughs> snow globe? That's what they should have done. Whoa. <laughs> now that's an idea. Um, she, she wrote on a huge, true, huge Olivia, Olivia kitten. So they could have made they could, it. They could have. It would have drawn away from the storyline <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But anyways, they're in the green room, and it's sort of nice they're starting there because it's sort of like she was starting her career with the debut album. That's when she first, it was just this exciting moment. Mm-hmm. And then it pans up to the Setting. yellow room. Yeah. Um, which is her second album, Fearless. And what's interesting about this is it's like clearly a playroom. There's a lot of like children's toys or just like plastic lamps. It looks a little bit more childish, but the room is turned upside down, which I thought was interesting because if we're looking at the room isn't turned upside down, aren't they upside down? Right, right, right. So like, yes, the room is right side up. Yeah. Her and Christian are, like, sitting on the ceiling upside down. Right. And yeah. it's so trippy. I know. <laughs> Whoa. Like, what does yeah. that mean? Like, does it just mean that, like, she just, maybe she's just learning how to play the game, <laughs> learning how to be in the industry, like, yeah, making the right moves? Yeah, I thought it was sort moves. of like, I thought it was sort of like, that was when, you know, Love Story comes out. That's mm-hmm. when I first heard about her. It's the world like, was turned upside down. Her. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was just, like, suddenly... She was still, like, this kid, but she had to figure out, like, whoa, like, my whole perspective is shifting, and, like, there's this 
huge growth in my career that happened pretty instantly mm-hmm. and just like dealing with that and the game of it all yeah yep, yep. which we'll get into later yeah love, <laughs> those love, games matter love the game <laughs> um and so then you pan through a hallway which is purple but not like the purple room yeah which i like i was like why and goes into the red room yeah and then you see you see her and christian in the hallway like mm-hmm. running up the stairs yeah. kind of like Kind of like, you know, flirting, uh-huh. cat and mouse. Uh-huh. You know, you're just kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's beginning of a relationship. You're yeah. in love. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like a little bit like a speak now. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yes. And then she goes, they go, it pans into the red room. Mm-hmm. And um, red is obviously a very important album in Taylor's discography and it and was probably a more mature in her relationship. life yeah exactly like her first real mature relationship mm-hmm. like was in red yeah she had her first real heartbreak mm-hmm. so j- j- kind of like and they spend a lot of time here yeah. in the red room <laughs> they do kind of sounds like a dirty room <laughs> yeah that's what the that's what the room in 50 shades of gray is called <laughs> the red room Ooh, I think yeah <laughs> So maybe that's why Taylor cares about it, listening to False God in the Red Room. But then it pans up to the Blue Room, which is a very, you know, interesting room because it has this giant fishbowl in it. It's her favorite scene. I know. Favorite metaphor. Yeah, and it's very, 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 very Mm metaphor-y because it's, um, the other rooms are basically just rooms. Like, obviously, the Fearless Room is upside down, but, like, whatever. This is, like... This was sort of a weird moment. It was like, huh. But what's interesting is it sort of reminded me of the Out of the Woods music video and sort of that ethereal kind of like metaphoric, heavy, symbolic music video. And it has the same aesthetics and she's in this very flowy dress and she's drowning in this (laughs) fishbowl, but then her lover joins her and she's happy in the fishbowl. Joins her out of his own will. Yes. Yes. Which is really interesting because someone on Tumblr... Um, they posted and Taylor actually commented and I think liked it. Uh, a person said about this fishbowl, when her fame spiked and her life became a fishbowl of voyeurs and any lover she had entered the fishbowl alongside her, like we just for all to see, they're tapping on the window, they're shaking it up, they're just Mm -hmm. doing what they can to like be in the mix. And then, um, Taylor on the Sunday morning show, she kind of took the, the host with her along, like you know, making of lover, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. And side note, if you look really, really far, far in the back, you can kind of make out Mama Swift and Jill (laughs) coming out of a door. Whoa. Kind of coming out of the door. Stalker alert. I went deep. I dived deep into this. Uh, But she said she often thinks her life is like a fishbowl and that she, like, if she were to fall in love, someone, they have to willingly choose to come Mm -hmm. into the bowl with her, which is why that scene of him diving into this fishbowl is so important because they're yeah. in love they're just like they're in right. it together well plus it's like she included a diary entry in one of the deluxe albums that was basically like talking about feeling like a caged animal in a zoo and talking about how she's grateful for her life and she feels bad complaining about it but sometimes it's hard to feel those people staring, she gets anxious about it, and that's something she explores a lot in Rep and Lover is this idea of how can a love last yeah. with so much attention. And she said during an interview one time, someone's like, I think it was like five years ago, where do you see yourself in five years? And she was like, oh, 
I'm going to be single. Who wants to be in this life? Who wants the cameras <laughs> yeah. flashing in their face? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, her birthday's Christian. coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Now, Joe, Christian will get us up. <laughs> Not with you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was a very beautiful scene. And yeah. it sort of ends with them smiling in this fishbowl. And then we get, like, and then I just thought progressively, because right. we went to 1989, I just thought progressively the way it was going, it would go into, into rep. Right. And then into lover. Just because she had already gone, already gone through the order of yeah. when her albums came out. But instead of doing that, we get this montage of like, you know, going into different rooms and it goes into the lover room for just an instant. Right. But we don't, we don't see the reputation room. Yeah. Which I was like... Hmm. I was like, why is she excluding this from, like, the love story right now? Like, what right. what's going on? What's going on? And I think that, like, maybe that symbolizes that she would have, like, that ideally it would have gone more like that. And I th- still think the rep room is really important going forward. Um, but then, you know, it's all these montages. Um, and one of the, my favorite one is when you go into the fearless room and you get all these, like clips of the retro games that they're playing (laughs) yeah and it's like so cool and I was just kind of like trying to and this came out before the album so there were a lot of easter eggs about song titles and lyrics yeah um but this was it came out after the tracks release right before the album yeah so it was just a few fun nods to Mm -hmm. the different things so there is a game um devils roll the dice angels roll their eyes um, the only game that questions your answers. <laughs> Ouch. Um, yeah. And, which is a lyric from Cruel Summer. Mm-hmm. But did you do some numerology here? Oh my gosh. Here? It doesn't make any <laughs> sense at all. At all. But I was like, oh my gosh. Um, I think there were like six or seven dice. There's six dice. There's yeah. Six dice. And I was like, does this mean anything? Like, right. Because she had six albums and, you know, before Lover, I'm like, what's going on? And then I, like, added up and it was 73. And I was like, what the heck does 73 mean? You guys, I'm, like, reaching here. This <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And then I was like, oh, 73 days now from now is November 2nd. And then I'm just like, I don't know. But then the actual well, faces. November 2nd? It's Saturday. I tried Googling <laughs> it. We have, Oh, like, something might be happening. But I tried Googling it. I looked on the calendar. I think there might be a flower lying over it <laughs> there's nothing nothing on that day but if 73 ends up meaning something you heard it here oh first. yeah and so. it also the, there's also like it adds up to 19 for the face dice right like the top of the dice yeah. that are the most obvious tops of the dice add up to 19 so i don't which know which is like there's 18 tracks so why didn't she just do that exactly. is she toying with us like She's asking us to hit pause on every detail of this music video, and we're reading, like, the fine print on this board game. And nothing. And it doesn't mean nothing. anything. Like, what the F, Taylor? I even did it with the King of Hearts Scrabble. <laughs> yeah. I was trying yes. trying to look at those little boxes to see what they meant, and it was just, like, Lance looked with his elf eyes, and it was just, like, the Scrabble. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, so the Mark. Scrabble game is called King of Hearts. Which is cute because Christian is the main star dancer from the King of My Heart. My favorite song from Reputation. On the tour. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so people were like, well, maybe it's just that. And then on the board, they're spelling out Afterglow, which is a song track. Why does she highlight that one especially? I don't know. I think it's significant to this music video. Oh, yeah? I do. 
are you I'll are tell you, you guys tell? later oh, okay okay Spoil- <laughs> I cannot spoil it. Yeah, yeah. For those who have not watched the music video, <laughs> right, right, I'm not right, spoiling right, right, right. it. That's right. That's a good <laughs> line to have. Um, but then there's another "Breakable Heaven" the game, mm-hmm. which is another lyric from "Cruel Summer," which I think means "Cruel Summer" is the next single because she has been hyping up that song yeah. in every visual she's done. What about "London Boy"? Yeah, but she wrote "Cruel Summer" in like joking. the wings. I know. <laughs> I know. She, you know, it has to be coming. I Why mean, she waited some of the merch fall, had like. But... Cruel Summer on it. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so it's also interesting because in Cruel Summer, though, the lyric is Unbreakable Heaven. Mm-hmm. But on here, the game is called Breakable Heaven. Yep. I don't know. What does that mean? Maybe there's playing, it's like only two players can play it. That's what it said on there. Maybe it's just like everything is up in the dice. You just don't know how it's going to end up. You know, you're walking on eggshells. So you think, though, do you think she's intentionally saying something by changing the lyrics slightly for this board game? Maybe just for the room, though. Right. Because in this room, they're playing games. That's, you know, things are just... Right. At the beginning of a relationship, you don't mm-hmm. know if this is going to end tomorrow, two weeks, two years. Right. The beginning of relationships, everything, you're betting on it. Well, plus, it's like, if we're going off of the album structure, like, it's the beginning of her career it's the Mm -hmm. peak it's like she's nervous like how does she yeah and i mean fearless maybe i'm gonna embarrass myself but fearless had like what songs were on fearless (laughs) let me see it listen guys they just all bleed together because i listen to them all together so you can't fault me for that like this is why I don't do trivia. Oh, so night. this is why we okay. This is we have fifteen. We have love story. We have hey Steven. We have white horse. You belong white to horse. me. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, because it's sort of like that idea too. It's like I think young Taylor, again, never really believed in love, and like she wanted to. She wanted someone to save her. Yeah, but she was also like, mm, this is sad. This breaks. I need to daydream about one that doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's my take. <laughs> yeah. No. I, no. I think that's great. And she just. It's, Kind of like you're playing games. It's yeah. Let the games begin. It's <laughs> yeah. beginning of a relationship. Exactly. Definitely get that. Yeah. And so then she's cuts, the music video cuts through the different rooms and everything's kind of happy. They're dancing and together in, even in the lover room, everywhere except rep. And then um, in the red room, the major part of the music video is she's sort of strumming the guitar, sitting alone on the red room couch during a New Year's Eve party. Yep. Yep. She's just sitting alone, kind of yeah. just looking just very watching. wildest dreams yeah. like, <laughs> just looking away. Look, she's looking yeah. very good. Oh, yeah. In but yellow, just very, yeah. like, she's thinking, she's pondering. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And this is where it's great that this happens in the Red Room. First oh. of all, New Year's Day has always been a big deal for her. She sings New Year's Day about a New Year's Eve party. Obviously, what's interesting is during the Red Era, she went to the New Year's Eve. Um, ball drop with Harry Styles, which was a very tense relationship. There mm-hmm. was constantly insecurity and like, you know, we don't know the details, but just like they were never on the same page. There was a lot of anxiety there. And a lot of people put a lot of pressure on New Year's Eve yeah. because you kiss that person at midnight <laughs> and people are like, oh, how you kick off the new year is going to yes. be how your year goes. And you're basically putting on public display, this is the guy, right. this is the woman, this is the person yeah. that... I'm choosing to, 
you know, make out with yeah. at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and Christian is daring to talk to another woman during this party. And you can see Taylor sort of get in her head, mm-hmm. and she's um, a little concerned with this, like, flirting that she's witnessing. Mm-hmm. And um, they end up I having a fight. I love the lyric, though, mm-hmm. when she's singing it, because that's when she's kind of saying, like, um, I think, you know, everybody wants you. Oh, and yes, so while yeah. she's singing, you know, that lyric, she's looking over at Christian, who is like, he still looks over mm-hmm. at her and smiles, but then he, like, nods over to the girl, and she's kind of like, it looks like they're she's flirting. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Taylor doesn't like that. Mm-mm, Mm-mm. No, no, but it's great, because it just sort of shows her getting in her own head, mm-hmm. which is interesting, because then it cuts straight up to the pink room, lover, and that's where she confronts him, and they're fighting about it. Yeah. And I get now your, uh, your point, yeah. Because, like, it's, I kind of, like, for, when you think about lover, it's like, oh, they're going to be in love. You think that room's just going to be them basking in, like, their love and their glory and, like, making out and, mm-hmm. like, then you have to, like, close False the door. God. Yeah. False God on this. <laughs> but then you also think, like, lover is also about a real relationship. Right. And you have Afterglow who is talking about, like, she's like, it's all in my head, Um, you know, I'm fighting, it's my fault. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see where in the red room it's all in her head because even looking back at it, it's not as criminating as, like, you might think. Then you go up to the lover room where it's just them and they're fighting, they're having a disagreement, and it's just not going well. Mm -hmm. And then you, like, we go to all these different scenes where it's like they're not together. But... In the room, we get some fun Easter eggs. In the lover room, we have butterfly PJs, tribute to me, and then we have the Admore headband. Yes, so it's just, it's kind of cute. We have a love. So it's very cute. She should yeah. sell that on her. <laughs> you hate when she sells her as seen on. Um, but no, and then the next, the next part of the music video is kind of just like quick cuts through different rooms. I don't know. But they're not together. I think they're like, yeah, they're separated. They're singing about their feelings. They're sad. Christian he's, is He is just in the red room. Hair out. Yeah. He is only he in the is red room. feeling that fury. And, and it's, and the room is a mess. Yeah. There's glitter. There's cups. There's so many things on the floor. And guess what? No one's there to help him clean yeah. up. Because she is in all these different rooms just kind of like reevaluating stuff. Mm-hmm. Like where does she stand on this love? Yeah. What's going on? One of my favorite Easter eggs is she's in the purple room alone at the piano, which is just a great little nod to the fact that she wrote Speak Now all by herself. That girl. <laughs> oh, her I love it. Her, her details. Brain. Her and brain. she plays all these instruments, so that's great. Oh to my watch. gosh, like the dong. Yeah. She's, that's the Banjo. violin oh, for yeah. people who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is the violin. <laughs> And then what I think is so great about this is we see the whole house. We Mm -hmm. see the whole house. Every single room that we have visited is meticulously decorated. There's a theme to it. There's, like, everything's in its spot. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just very much of what we would expect of Taylor in 1989 and beforehand. Everything had a rhyme and reason, color-coded, and we loved it. Like, it's beautiful. And then we see her go into the attic. Which I think is interesting because when she goes into the attic, there's like yellow clothes behind her. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know. What does know. that mean? No, I you have know. to have the answers. <laughs> if we're thinking of yellow and we're thinking of fearless, uh-huh. she's going up there uh-huh. and she's going to write her own love story. Oh, She's, she's going to step cute. away from the crowd. Yeah, she's and fearless. She, she's fearless and she's leaving it behind mm-hmm. and she's like, mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. going to go up here. And when you walk into the attic, 
It's unlike any other room in there. Because it's mm-hmm. an attic. There's, like, sheets thrown over stuff. Nothing's decorated. Mm-hmm. Nothing's put together. And she is just in a plain white and black top. There's, like, I think there's, like, a flower or a heart mm-hmm. on the chest. But it's just very plain. Mm-hmm. It's, like, there's... She's not Instagram ready. She's not ready for a photo shoot. She is just herself. And then we see Christian down the red room, and he is just frustrated, and then he walks up, and he goes into there, and he's wearing white and black. We just kind of see them, like, she looks over at him like she's surprised that he came up. Yeah. I like it. I like that reputation gets this corner of the house, because I think, um, to me, it was sort of like, it's like, reputation was a very important time in her life. Mm Mm-hmm. And the album was kind of keeping that at arm's length, but it was like a time for her to kind of explore this relationship and see if it was real. And you see so many angsty songs about like, will this last? Will it work? And then like, oh yeah, this is like the king of my heart type thing. And so I think it's great that she physically leaves this like pretty pristine house and goes up into the shadows of this attic to have some alone time. You guys, attics don't have air conditioning. Attics (laughs) don't have heating. Like there's nothing miserable. Yeah, but they made it their own and they put up a sheet and you just see like home videos. They're reminiscing. Mm -hmm. They're looking back kind of like their own little snow globe Mm -hmm. of like all of their happy times. Yeah. And it's great. One thing I was thinking of too is a lot of people, I don't know if you've seen like the the joke people are talking about in London Boy. And like and I think Matt brought it up on our crossover episode where he's like, all these places that she's singing about in London Boy, you don't want to go to. Yeah. Like it's not tourist destination. Right. Do not go. Do not go. <laughs> and then someone thought that like, oh, she went there all in one day and Taylor was like, No, you can't do that. Right. I kinda think these are places where they like hit out because no one's gonna expect Taylor and Joe to be there. Mm-hmm. And I kinda was just thinking that that like ties in really well with this with London yeah. Boy. I know we'll talk about it when we do London Boy, but <laughs> I, I had to get it out there. No, I yeah. had to. I think it's also like this is the part she's singing the bridge right now, mm-hmm. which is like the "Will you please stand?" with every guitar string scar on my hand, and I think that's like really great because then as she's singing this like vow part of the song, it's cutting to these different little scenes and vignettes throughout the house and her in the house kind of exploring her journey. And like, I think that just perfectly encapsulates that line where it's like, all's well, it ends well to end up with you. Mm -hmm. And like, she's gone through so much. She's had so many different stories, journeys, rooms, like places where she's had those guitar guitar strings on her hands, but it's all okay because it brought her to him. And they're like, all these albums that, that like, all that baggage, all that yeah. pain, all those bad relationships and drama mm-hmm. and sad heartbreaks. Like, okay, well, it's fine because I can now look at this and, like, I see it through rose-colored glasses. Like, it is all okay. So led me to you. Yeah. Oh, it's and so then, like, you, cute. And I love how, like, you just see them being happy, too. Mm-hmm. Like, because you saw them being you never you saw them together in the other rooms and like being romantic kind of like at the beginning of the relationship mm-hmm. when you're just all into each other but then you kind of see them like you know she's goofy. dancing goofy yeah. and then he's telling her that you know the joke <laughs> like hey shelby yeah. why uh why did the ketchup blush because it's all the salad dressing. <laughs> Let's just let the record show that is not a dirty joke. That is a dad joke. So <laughs> she has to. So she's she has pregnant. to edit that line. No, <laughs> so she's pregnant and Joe's a dad. She's got to edit that line. It's save all my daddiest jokes for me because yeah. that is that is not a dirty joke. No, it's, 
it's not. It's not. But I loved, I think one of my favorite scenes is when they're back in the kitchen and she's dancing with him. Mm -hmm. She's in that, like, 60s outfit and she, like, puts her arm out and she kind of, like, hip pops it. I love that. It's a very cute music video. Lots of cute looks. Lots of gift moments. Yeah, and there's also, yeah, she's blowing out a cake for her birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Same cake from You Need to Calm Down. Well, not the shrimp one. Yeah. The nice one. But it's her birthday. And who is there? Her lover. Christian. Yes. He did not leave her. The moment she knew. (laughs) (laughs) You stuck around for my birthday. It's you. It's you. Yeah. And so there's just a lot of happy moments. And then it pulls out. It leaves them in their snow globe dancing round and round. And then you see the little girl, and she's mm-hmm. so grateful for the gift, and she turns to hug her parents, and who is it? Taylor and Christian. Yes! All in matching PJs. All in matching PJs. How much do you want to bet that there are going to be so many Swifties who buy that pajama <laughs> set so that they can post around Christmas that they're going to keep the lights up till January? In- are you bookmarking this idea for yourself? Um... <laughs> That is me. That is um, considering the You're fact that are copywriting we, that. Yeah. Are we even going to put Christmas lights up? Are we yeah. lazy? I don't know. We'll get to that. Oh yeah, but that's the music video. It's sweet. It's very cute. If you haven't watched it. I'm sorry because you're very lost. <laughs> yeah, it's a. I think it's a good balance for me because something like me is a little too Easter egg heavy. Um, and it started to feel like, what's the point in watching this music video that makes zero sense until you listen to an 18-track album? But this one has, like, fun Easter eggs. Obviously, there's stuff to discuss and mm-hmm. sort of unpack. But there's also a very sweet story, and there's characters, and it's something I can there's get behind. Growth, there's development. Yes. There's, there's the arc of when you're wondering, will they or won't they? Yeah. And they do. <laughs> they do. Who saw that coming? No, it was, it was sweet. I think it's a... It's a solid Taylor Swift music video. She's back at it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no Joseph Kahn. I know. So victory for me. Yep. Definitely enjoying that. But in less pleasant news, um, I guess we have to get into our tea time this week. <sighs> Do we have to? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty uh, pretty complex, uh, complicated. It's uh, very frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> because we have someone who Swifties love to hate. Yeah. And hate to love. Uh-huh. Mr. Justin Bieber. Yes. He is just sparking controversy. And this isn't really even in the fandom alone. He posted this uh, raw and honest, I guess, quote unquote, (laughs) post on Instagram. And everyone is flocking to praise him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Justin Bieber, obviously he's had a traumatic life and childhood and weird upbringing and there's mm-hmm. a lot that goes into it but he posted a barely coherent <laughs> and um, you have statement. to like get your grandma glasses on <laughs> and have to zoom in on it to like read it I'm like, how dare he doesn't he know about the notes app why didn't he make this easier um but basically he yeah he was talking about like I want to get the language right, because I think some people are reacting. People are thinking he meant that he hit women. Right. So what he says is, um, I started doing pretty heavy drugs at 19 and abused all of my relationships. I became resentful, disrespectful to women, and angry. I became distant to everyone who loved me, and I was hiding behind a shell of a person that I had become. And, um, and he's like, it's taken years to bounce back, to fix broken relationships and change relationship habits. And then he ends with a note to his wife and how happy he is about finding her and finding Jesus. And did he abuse women? Yeah. So I don't think, 
I don't think that. I I mean, maybe emotionally. Yeah, that's what I got from it. Yeah, that's what I read first of all. I don't think he's like, hey, I'm Chris Brown. I hit, I hit my girlfriends. But I think there's a certain energy, especially in the fandom, because Taylor Swift loves Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez is an ex of Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. And Who, Selena Gomez... He was dating around exactly. the time he was... 19 and doing and she's released a few songs that highlight a very similar story about a drug-addled boyfriend who was not nice to her Mm -hmm. and so i think people took that and kind of escalated it i don't know if we can say from that or from anything selena said that he was quote-unquote physically abusive yeah and like sometimes emotional abuse can do a lot more damage than physical abuse and yes speaking from personal experience not lance but like (laughs) Uh, like you can get over your 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 bruises and your your scrapes, right. but sometimes that emotional oh, damage yeah. will stick with you. Definitely, which is why I think Selena's been having like she has such a hard time right now. Mm-hmm. Like, so what's worse, right? Yeah, not saying that. Ba- like, I'm not talking anything bad about like people who are in a physical abusive relationship because that's terrible. But oh, yeah. talking about like this situation, right? And I think that's what is uh, interesting. It's yeah. like. I think the tea time really comes down to the fact that most celebrities have been very quick to get behind Justin, call him brave, call him oh. honest, be like, wow, thank you so much for speaking your so truth. Many we love women, you. Men. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Like, I get it. It's great. What annoys me is the double standard because mm-hmm. when Selena Gomez was like singing songs about being in a relationship like this, no, you're just doing it for attention. You're mm-hmm. overreacting. I don't believe you. Like, Justin Bieber's a good guy type thing. When Taylor Swift talks about Scooter Braun bullying her, no, I don't believe you. You're just doing it for attention. You're throwing a tan- temper tantrum. Like, no thanks. I'm not going to say anything. And Ed Sheeran never, like, said something on her post but insisted that he talk to her personally. But nothing stopped him from sliding into yeah. Justin Bieber's post to, like, leave Go a little heart. note that says, love ya, you know? Well, Ed Sheeran is also going through his own drama right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and that's why I think that's where kind of I got like a little like sidetracked there was him, like him showing his love to, yeah. to Justin. And everyone is like just backing him up, being like, you took the blame. Good for you. I'm so proud right. of you taking the blame. I'm so proud of you stepping up and saying, you're going to be a bigger man. This is what we need. This is what we need. But then when a woman comes out and just like kind of like lay, lays all the facts down, mm-hmm. they're being the victim. Yeah. They are. You want to know what is happening? He is reacting to his past mistakes. Mm-hmm. Women are overreacting to the mistakes mm-hmm. that have been on them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, he deserves respect for being this honest. Like, he's so brave for being this open. And it's like, I'm just sick of, like, I, I hate the, like, comparison game a lot. And I think some Swifties are going overboard and, like, saying Justin Bieber deserves to be canceled or whatever for this. Um Because it is just, like, that double standard is just so grating. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. It's just if you were the man, you know, it's like it it's just highlights how easy it is for everyone to get behind a dude saying whatever he wants to say, but they instantly question whatever a woman's trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Like what's what's your why are you being calculated? Yeah, what's your angle? Like, yeah. oh, I don't believe you. That doesn't make sense. What prove it to me. Yeah. Whereas with him, they're like, Wow, 
thank you for sharing. Yeah. We're here for you. And it's like, Kesha, oh my gosh, like, Kesha spends years saying she was abused by someone and everyone's like, "Mm, what are the facts though, you know? And it's like, ah! Yeah, it's terrible. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, it's bad. It is not nice. You know what is nice though? Mm, Is Demi's little post. Oh, yes! Demi Lovato. She is a cruel summer stan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so how are you feeling about these two people, kind of? Because Demi likes to put her nose in places she doesn't necessarily belong. Like in the scooter brawn, Mm -hmm. other things that we've already gotten into. Yeah, I mean, Demi, so yeah, she she posted on Instagram, like, oh, this song is great, and then she posted a follow-up to kind of, like, prove how wise she is, and she was like, I don't know what exactly, but, she like, was, life's too short for yeah. women not to support women, yeah. this song is a bop, like, congrats on the album, Taylor. Yeah. Which is sort of, like, to me, it's like, why do you have to say that? Like, you're like, I wouldn't support her usually, but I'm going to because I'm a good feminist, and I, like, I've heard the messages now, and I'm behind it. Because to me, it's like, you could have just said, like, great album, Taylor, instead of, like, oh, this is hard for me to do, and you should congratulate me for doing it. Are people telling her <laughs> that they're proud of her? We're yeah. proud of you, Demi. And yeah. then, but the sweet thing is that Taylor reposted yeah. it, saying it had a big smile on her face. But a lot of Swifties are like, is Demi being calculated in this? <laughs> is it really Scooter in the back being like, post this, post yeah. this. Right now, people don't like you. Post this, post this. <laughs> Or even, like, make us look good. Make my label look good. Everyone has to support Taylor so she looks bad and catty. Yeah. And, I mean, I can see it being any of that. I can see her actually realizing that Cruel Summer is a bop. And she has to share that. Yeah. (laughs) She had a come-to-Jesus moment. It is running through my mind at 2 a.m. in the morning. Like, not. Taylor, get out of my mind. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's a tough world. And I think Taylor, in um, in her Guardian article, was like, it can often feel like a gladiator show, like pop music. We're constantly pitted against each other, mm-hmm. told that there can only be one. And so I can appreciate people rallying, and yeah. I'm happy for that. Just rally for Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Rally for Taylor. We all get crowns, but some are better than others. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is wrap of, of our mm-hmm. episode. Thank you guys for sticking around for this little you know, piece of heaven that, you know, Taylor gave us. Love the music video. And you can find us on social media. Follow us on Instagram at Swiftish Podcast or on Twitter at SwiftishPod13. You can also send us an email to let us know your thoughts and readings on the music video, the tea time this week, or what else you've got on your mind. We're SwiftishPodcast at Mm gmail.com. But most importantly, you guys... If you like our podcast and you want to let us know and you want others to know how great our podcast Ooh. is, you know, maybe go to iTunes, oh, yes. Apple Podcasts, <laughs> and like us, you know, subscribe, rate us, comment, tell them yes. why you love us. Yes. We are lovers. Exactly. But <laughs> until next time, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, this is your podcast, and apparently you make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.